0: It's an increasing challenge to help people become more physically active and remain physically active in our sedentary world that we live in. So it's very unusual for people to actually come straight into an exercise programme and find it very easy to to sustain. Certainly there are short-term changes that might be quite evident, but in terms of a year later, we don't really have the answers to how we keep people motivated in the long term. Our environment is certainly contriving against us to be active. We're short of time, we often don't allocate resources or money to to doing exercise programmes and so there's a whole range of other things against us for being physically active. So it's not common at all for people to be, to be physically active straight away. I think many people feel that they need to do more exercise but uh, then the challenge is um, how to motivate themselves. And sometimes we all need a little bit of support. So there are some key people who can help us, So, professionals, exercise professionals, who can just get us going and give us that little bit of, of impulse. But for the most part, we find it difficult because we've got families, we've got work and increasingly uh, labour-saving devices that allow us to have a more uh, less physically active lifestyle.
1: Typically, the dropout rates are still 60%, 50 60% of all those people that commence an exercise programme are likely to drop out. As an exercise psychologist, we're looking at that very much from how the environment is being structured in the first instance and what support is there in the environment to help people to adhere from day one. And I think sometimes there becomes a mismatch between what is happening to gain the physiological benefits versus what we think needs to be there for them to be able to gain the confidence, to be able to adhere to exercise. Why people struggle is that, firstly, they may not actually want to change. I think there's the assumption that because we know physical activity is good for you, that everybody ought to want to do that. But some people don't find it pleasurable to exercise. Some people would prefer to be doing other things, whether that's coming home from work and just sitting back Kicking back and relaxing, spending time with the children, they find that pleasurable. They don't find exercise pleasurable. And I think one of the things, one of the biggest challenges we have is to actually look at ways in which we can help people to understand that exercise could be pleasurable, could be enjoyable, and therefore we may have to move away from exercise being this going to a gym into exercises about spending time with your children, your family, your, your friends, being physically active, going for a walk in the park, taking the dogs for a walk, playing with the children. So that is going to be a pleasurable experience that incorporates physical activity. Rather than it being this, I have to go and spend 30 minutes doing a certain amount of activity that's going to make me breathless and potentially might hurt, might make me feel embarrassed... For some individuals, those are just barriers and challenges that they don't want to have to think about starting to overcome.
0: To experience real change, somebody has to adopt a sense of commitment and interest in change so that it almost becomes habitual. Once people have developed those habits, it becomes less difficult to make decisions. There's less need to make decisions to, to maintain a behaviour. So, if you only think, for example, if you were going to work and you had an opportunity to park one mile before work instead of driving directly to the front of work, if that became a habit, you wouldn't think about it and you would do it automatically. And then there is no need for somebody to think about that behaviour on each occasion when you've got it. So habits are very important in development to sort of make it less difficult to think about a behaviour. When we've got to continually make decisions, we're likely to make decisions based on how we feel at that moment in time. I feel tired, I'm not going to bother doing that today, etc, etc. Or I've got other things that I need to be getting on with. So habitual formation is something that that really could make a difference to what people actually do and maintaining it. I don't think we really know a lot about how habits form in terms of physical activity, but certainly I think it's about... It's a process by which you'd no longer think about it. It's something that occurs without any cognitive effort. So the transformation of, say, leaving the car at home or catching, catching public transport, how does that become habitual? Well, it's something that many people could relate to. The idea of not even thinking about going on a train and doing a little bit of walking at either side of the train journey may step forward to, OK, well, I've thought about it, I now know what time the trains leave, and I could do that. Start to do it every week, then maybe you buy a rail card and you become committed to something and you do it on a regular basis without even thinking about, I wake up in the morning, do I have petrol in the car, where would I park the car today, what do I need, Etc. Etc. So there's a pattern of behaviour that becomes habitual. From the Open University...